Dinner Podcast, sponsored by Flyro. Hello there. Well, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Well, yes, you. You, yes, not you, but you. Welcome to the Skinny Jean Gardener Podcast. How are you doing? Are you right? I'm good. I'm feeling, if you listen to Monday's podcast, I'm feeling a lot better. And I'm not sure if it's because of Flymo Staycation. Did you hear the jingle the other day? There's another one coming up in this one. <laughs> it's a treat. It's an absolute treat. Um, I'm not sure if it's because of our good sponsor, Flymo, and their new campaign, Staycation. If you're thinking about building something in your garden, I want to see it. Be uh, sure to check over my Instas. I'm sure I'll talk about it on Monday, what I've been up to in it. That has brought back the garden in love. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. What has also brought back the garden in love is you lovely people. Yes, you. We have five-star reviews. Uh, Quick Bar, interesting name, Quick Bar, has said, uh, five stars, just discovered this podcast, refreshingly different to other gardening podcasts. Fact. He didn't say the fact. And a lovely, light-hearted approach with some interesting jingles and tunes. A great listen as I'm going about my garden and business. Highly recommended. Not my words, ladies and gentlemen, but the words of someone called Crickbar. You can trust Crickbar. If you fancy giving <laughs> the podcast a five-star review, I very much appreciate it. Uh, we've got a great one coming up, Tom. I'm so excited uh, about this podcast. Uh, shall we play the jingle and get into it? Okay. podcast this week everyone we've got becky from so much more if you're on the insta you would have seen becky and uh we've i think actually i think we talked about it in this podcast uh, the first time we actually met each other was last year at what can only be described as a complete con when we were were not even shortlisted for the garden media guild awards but i'm over that so don't worry about it uh, but me and Becky met then. We've also been uh, speaking a lot. I didn't realise that Becky had only been on the Insta for just over a year now. But incredible uh, grid, as they as they call they call it in the Instagram world. Sure, sure. But also uh, some great content on there. Uh, and uh, Becky's got two awesome daughters, uh, which we talk about in this podcast about how she gets them in there. Plus, plus, she's a eco. Ecologist, eco. Why can't I say this? Ecologist, ecolog. Hang on a second. Eco. Why can't I say this word? Eco. <laughs> right there. Hang on. Sorry, I'm really sorry about this. If you're listening, Becky, I'm really sorry. Ecologist. It says it in eco. Ecologist. Eco, ecology, eco, here we go, it's coming, it's coming, ecologist, ecologist, eco, eco, hang on a minute, how do you say it, 
How do you say? Are we still recording? How do you say ecological? Here we go. This will do it for me. Here we go. Ecologist. Ecologist. Thank you. Huh? Huh? Technology there for you. Uh, <laughs> what goes on? Becky is a... Ecologist. And we talk about that as well. We get into a little bit of science. We talk a little bit about soil. The importance of soil, everyone. Um, which I've only really... We talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I really feel... It's important now. And uh, we'll get into that. How she gets her kids out into the garden. Talk about loads of different things. It's a really nice chat. I've really enjoyed chatting to Becky on the podcast. It's almost... I know we always talk about this, don't we? We always talk about just having that little chat over the fence, like as if you're neighbours. I just really enjoy this chat. Uh, honestly, I'm, I think I said at the end, actually. I could honestly, honest, honestly, I can't say honestly, but I can definitely say um, or honestly. Ecologist. And um, I could have honestly sat and chatted for hours. <laughs> we really could, we really could have. Um, so look, I, I'm not, and I'm not going to chat for hours now before this podcast, although I, I get it. I, I did spend a lot of time working out to... Ecologist. Say that, yeah. Um, Should we get into it? Let's do it. Hit play. Chat, 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 chat. The garden chit chat. Chat, 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 chat. The garden chit chat. So thanks for coming on because... um... I'm, I'm, I've got some real like I've had some great guests in, in the last few weeks, which I really feel like have been about talking about really about what I'm really passionate about. And I've always like followed yeah. you on Instagram, and uh, that sounds really stalkerish when you, you talk, say it like that, <laughs> doesn't it? But... Well, thank you. <laughs> I've, I, although, right, how long have you been doing Instagram for? Uh, just over a year. I thought that I was like having a quick flick through uh, earlier, and I was like. I haven't even going a year. I thought you'd been around for a lot longer than that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm obviously getting repetitive already. <laughs> <laughs> um, what um, what initially got you into gardening? Um, so I've kind of always been into gardening um, in some way or another. Um, my parents were always into gardening and had a little vegetable patch. So did my grandparents. Um, so it was kind of something that I never really considered not doing. Right. So when I had my first garden, um, it's a flat with a little tiny, tiny patch of earth outside, um, and I literally grew everything I could. I had like pumpkins and tomatoes and courgettes and everything. Wow. And little old ladies used to walk past the flat and go, "Oh, doesn't it look lovely?" <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> just never really, never really occurred to me not to do it. If that makes sense. Oh, well. So so when you were young, you used to do a lot of gardening? Well, I was always outside with my parents doing gardening, right. and I kind of wanted to help. Um, and so, you know, in the, in the way that kids do sort of flit in and out every so often, but you kind of absorb it, don't you? And I suppose my main role in the garden was eating things. <laughs> 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 well, eating blackberries and stuff like that so. <laughs> someone's got to it's, it's very important work really isn't it <laughs> uh, 
I, I miss when I was younger. I missed out on that sort of thing. I never used to do too much gardening with my parents. Um, although my dad would always say the offer was already always there, but he never let me. He never let me touch it. So I'm, I'm, re- <laughs> I really, I'm really jealous when people would always say oh, they used to do it when they were younger. Yeah, I mean, I I have to stop myself with my kids because I'm such a perfectionist, and I have to kind of let it go a little bit and let my kids get on and and have a play really because it's so easy to kind of go um right come on darling let's do this and then no no you're doing it wrong stop it stop it yeah (laughs) um and I don't want to be that parent but I can see how how other people do that (laughs) (laughs) luckily my parents were not perfectionists (laughs) at all (laughs) Uh, how old are your children uh I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old both girls oh wowza so yeah, their um their pride and joy at the moment is the sweet corn, which after I planted the sweet corn, yeah. the dog ran through the sweet corn patch and knocked about well, literally half of the plants out of the ground. Mm. And they very carefully replanted them all into the ground and now they're looking amazing. So uh-huh. they they're claiming that as their victory. Um and they keep asking me to take pictures of them with their sweet corn. <laughs> That sounds like really a, that sounds like a twenty twenty win for sure. Yeah, definitely. But the only problem is that my six year old's just lost her two front teeth, so she's not actually going to be able to eat the sweet corn. Oh no! <laughs> in a in a cruel twist of fate. <laughs> Bless her. Oh man! Oh, so um, so when um you got your own place, it was always it's also always been about grow your own. Um, I suppose that I've always been into ecology um, and uh, saving the world. <laughs> I was going to say because um, I, I, what is what is when you say ecology? What is ecology? So ecology is um, the strictly speaking, it's the interaction between plants and animals and the environment and climatic factors and stuff like that. So it's um, it's kind of looking at the way that everything interacts with each other. Um, and because I'm interested in that and I'm interested in conservation and stuff like that, Grow Your Own seemed like a really good thing to do that was attractive in the garden because it looks nice, mm-hmm. um, gave me something to do to tend plants and stuff like that. And it also um, sort of provides for the wildlife, but it, it cuts down on... Um, so pesticide use and um, the fuel and everything that it uses that we use to um, get our food when it comes from supermarkets and stuff. So for me, I, I kind of saw Grow Your Own as like a, an act of conservation in a way. Um, so I just kind of had to had to do it. It was the most um, ethical thing I could think of doing with my garden. If that makes sense, it brings it all together. Brings it all together. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like the idea of of buying sort of apples that come from Germany when I could grow them in my own garden. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That, that does make a lot of sense. Have you always felt like that? Is that, that been something that has always been um, in your mind? Yeah, I think I've been more in tune with it recently, um, particularly as I'm getting sort of closer and closer to being a hundred percent self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that I've become more and more in tune with but I have always felt that that there's something deeply wrong with the world when the the countries that are producing the food are not the ones that are eating the food 
Yeah, it's never um, really made a lot of sense, is it? No. And <laughs> I, I always just think, well, hang on, if we just ate the food that we made in our country, we'd all be all right. Yeah. That's just... That's just the way it works. I've had this debate quite, so, um, quite a few times about like people don't realise like you can get strawberries at any time of the year, which doesn't make any sense in the supermarkets, does it? No, that's it, exactly. And so I think it's just about making the right choices uh, for the right seasons and about, you know, if you can't grow your own, buy local. Um, mm. And that's that's what I've tried to do until I was able to grow more and more of my own. And now I've got a good amount of space. So I am able to grow sort of, I'd say, probably 80, 90% of what we eat. So wow. That's amazing. It's not, it's not. I mean, a vegetable-wise, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you either don't eat a lot or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my six-year-old gripe is that you can't grow pizzas on trees. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So what so, yeah. what sort of space have you got, Becky? Um, I've got so I've got a garden um, that's about 120 square meters ish, right? Um, and that includes the greenhouse, um, big composting area, lots of water butts and stuff. And then I've also got an allotment, which is a half plot, so it's probably about the same size as the garden again. So wow, you're I've got busy. a reasonable amount of space. Yeah. Literally, I started this Bucking phone call in. moaning about not having, not feeling like I want to do any gardening. You've got a lot of gardening to, to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> so what, what, the thing is that it's not actually that high maintenance. Everybody says, "Oh wow, you must spend all your time out there." I'm like, mm, well, yeah, but most of it's spent eating. <laughs> well, that's true. The thing is, if you fill it out, I've, I've, if you go on Instagram and see your photos, like you really fill out everything. Because the one, yeah. one of the things is you get a lot of weeding, especially with allotments, and I don't feel yeah. like it looks like you do a lot of weeding because you've just filled your beds out so much. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, I either have um, a completely full bed or a completely empty bed. Right, okay. So um, I try and make sure that everything's stuffed into one bed because I find that everything grows sort of better when it's with other plants. Yeah. Um, and then I can minimise the disturbance to the surrounding plants by just having everything that goes in at the same time and everything comes out at the same time. Um, and also then if I've got empty beds, it means that I can plant the entire bed with one thing, if that makes sense. So oh, yeah. like I've got a big empty space at the moment um, and a bunch of little tiny kale seedlings to go in. So I'm just going to have a kale bed. Oh, nice. rather exciting. Um, I love kale. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just I do like stuffing things in. I mean, part of it is just this this want to grow more and more and more. But um, yeah, I, I I believe in trying to be as economical as possible with space. Have you been? Um, I saw on your YouTube channel that you spoke to Charles Dowden about yeah. no dig. Is that is that something you you do a lot of? Yeah, so I kind of, um, I kind of accidentally did no dig um, <laughs> <laughs> before I, before I knew about Charles Downing. Um, partly because I'm lazy, and partly because um, because I sort of understood a little bit about the soil food web from having studied that at university and stuff like that. Um, so I, it didn't make any sense to me to break up the soil. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I just added compost um, and that's essentially just what no dig is but when I went to Charles Dowding's house um, last year and went and saw Homemakers and his fantastic vegetable patch I literally got home later that day and bearing in mind Charles was about two hours away from me I'd had a fairly long day um, got home and the first thing I did was start ripping up my vegetable patch <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, I'm starting again. Oh, and perfect. I don't know whether you noticed it in my Instagram, but my vegetable patch this year looks completely different yeah. to how it looked last year. Um, wow. So I literally just started again. And it was on that exact day that <laughs> I started again. Well, so, yeah. well Charles should put Quite it on inspiring. his website. He should put it on his website saying, come meet me, I'll <laughs> get you to rip your plot back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, join no dig. It's much less work. That's dedication, isn't it? You want to start from scratch. <laughs> one of the th- one of the things I've really recently um realized is how important soil is, like and, and compost is because I I chucked a load of tomatoes in some raised beds recently which hasn't had new compost or soil for two, three years which is not the same yeah. as no-dig garden. That is just a pure lazy garden. <laughs> garden. <laughs> and they've just not done anything. They've really just not grown at all. And I put it down to just poor soil. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's something that I've, even I've been looking at a lot more recently. Yeah, I think it's underestimated. I think we, we constantly underestimate how important the soil is. Um and really, it's only when you start learning about it that you start going, oh, wow, yeah. right. Um, and the problem is that, so I did I did a four-year ecology degree. And out of the four years that I was studying, um, we did probably six weeks on fungi. Right. And most of that was looking at the actual fruiting bodies above the surface of the earth. So the little mushrooms that you get, oh, yeah. um, and not looking at so, not looking at anything that happened beneath the earth. Um, and the mushrooms, fungi, are just the fruit. So if you imagine an entire tomato plant, but you're not looking at the whole plant, you're just looking at the tomatoes. Yeah. Um, it, it it's insane really to think that we pay that little attention to soil when it so important it literally supports everything on land just everything so yeah i think it really does go quite underestimated well, it scares, sadly it scares me a little bit when you say that sort of thing <laughs> it really <Sorry>. is like, <laughs> you know when you think about the whole world like it's so important because of everything i thought like, oh crikey <laughs> yeah well you know it's kind of true <laughs> <laughs> but this, yeah, I mean, we 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 kind of don't really care about soil because it's not like something like a rainforest. You know, it's very for for us. We kind of look at a rainforest and go, "Wow, it's so beautiful! I want to save the rainforest." Yeah. But you look at the dirt beneath your feet and you go, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do like a march about that or anything. <laughs> But it's really important, you know. Oh, dear. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what got you um, uh, into, like, showing your journey on- online? Well, um, I think I was spamming my parents quite a lot with um, 
<laughs> pictures of my new garden because when we first moved into the house that I'm in now, um, with the garden that I've got now, it was probably all above head height for the garden. It was so overgrown. Um, it was absolutely nightmarish. Um, there was a couple of really nice, uh, big trees and, and fruit trees and stuff like that, but it was so full of weeds. It took us a while to figure out that there was a pond. Um, (laughs) um, we actually discovered probably about four months into living here that we had a bomb shelter. Um, (laughs) which was quite exciting. Um, so it was that level of, of, you know, um, overgrown and then and I was sending my parents pictures look what we've done today and they were like that's great <laughs> yeah so I thought do you know what actually I'm going to do an Instagram I'm going to just put some pictures up and um, then I won't have to spam my parents anymore so that's literally where it started right. I didn't <laughs> I no didn't one's ever said that, that story about what they've got into <laughs> No, I literally just had no intention of picking up followers or anything like that. Um, uh, yeah, so oops. <laughs> the, the worst part is that my parents ba- barely follow me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They're happy now. They're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, she's got somebody else to shout yeah, about. Someone else to annoy. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have, have you put this bombshell up online? Sorry. Have you put a picture of this bombshell on on your Instagram? Um, there is a picture. It's not a whole bomb shelter anymore. It's oh. collapsed in. So um, you see, like I'm a pro- proper geezer. I just want all I want to know about is this bomb shelter. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool though, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was um, it was collapsed when we got here, and we kind of had this structure, and we were like, why? But I was <laughs> I was going at it with a pickaxe and a sledgehammer, <laughs> trying to get rid of it. And I was like, God, this thing is bomb-proof. And then we looked at it and we're like, oh, I is. wonder. <laughs> and um, so we had to get, we had to give up on um, trying to demolish it in the end. Oh. And so we built a patio kind of next to it and incorporated it and then rendered it um, and turned it into a herb garden. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. It's got an olive tree planted in the middle of it now. Wow. And herbs all around. Never did so, yeah. the guys that sat in that bomb shelter <laughs> ever <or laughs> think, well, one day this could be a herb garden. <laughs> well, there you go. Wouldn't that be lovely if, if you could go back in time and tell them? Yeah, yeah. One day we'll be living in a beautiful, peaceful time where there's just those herbs. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure it's a nicer use of it anyway, particularly for the uh, for the human users. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I bet you were going on holiday. Well, don't miss me. I've got something for you. And you, and you. And you, and you. There's something really cool for you. Not, maybe not you, actually. But, um, we're gonna take a with flammo. Oh, we're gonna stay 
at home, create something in our garden. Thymo's gonna do the rest. It's not actually gonna build it, but you get what I'm trying to say. It's gonna sort your grass out, maze. We're gonna stay at home, staycation. Create a garden. Yeah, me and you Pretend we're on holiday Ooh, ooh, ooh And all the while Farmers and the rest I'm a robot's walking around Driving to the best He's cutting the grass I'm cutting the edges I got my hedge trimmer Yeah Ledges Absolute ledgers. Absolute ledgers. We're gonna stay at home. Staycation with flat mo. Cutting the grass. Yeah, mate, yeah. You come around. We're on holiday, but sort of not on holiday staycation. That's what we're doing, hun. Gonna create a holiday at home. Oh, while a flamel does the rest, they really are the best. Better than all the rest. Cause we're gonna stay at home. Have a holiday, oh. If I may A staycation You coming on my Staycation And we pretend we're on holiday don't be late. We're having a staycation. We're flying oh, oh. Creating an area in the garden. How about it, Mum? Uh-oh. Actually, I'm not sure if my mum actually listens to this podcast. That's not a great review, but... I've got you and you, but maybe not you. You're all invited to mistake but not you. Um, how difficult was it to? Because um, obviously you were um, out in the garden a lot when you were, were small, and how difficult was it to get your children into it? Um, so my kids kind of—they're not really into it mm-hmm. i get lots of eye rolling um <laughs> i let them <laughs> i let them kind of exist in the garden around me yeah. um and they come to me when they want to do something um and yeah they they kind of go through through sort of phases sometimes they want to help me lots sometimes they don't and i never really 
encourage them, but I never discourage them, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like one of the reasons that I that I enjoyed gardening was because my parents weren't pushy about it. Yeah. They never sort of said, oh, come and do this with me. Um, they just let me waft around the garden <laughs> eating blackberries and um, and I kind of just absorbed it. <laughs> so I try and do the same thing with my kids, really. Um, but, I mean, so my eldest currently has a project <laughs> on her hands at the allotment. She's um, building a pond. Awesome. And <laughs> it's about two inches deep at the moment <laughs> and about, <laughs> about half a foot wide. Um, <laughs> but we have really heavy clay soil and it's, it's impossible to dig. Bless oh, her. But she's really, really keen on building this pond. And um, she's, she's designed it so that there's going to be a bridge so that I can get to my shed. Um, and there's going to be a, a harbour. <laughs> what? Apparently. My God. <laughs> She's got really big plans. <laughs> really getting into this. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, she's got plans for a boat and stuff. So what? I, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I know. I think she's gonna. She's in her head. She's gonna have to punt me across the pond to get to my shed. <laughs> That's a nice idea. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're working with a very small area here. <laughs> she's getting quite enthusiastic about it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see that. But it's great just seeing her, you know, and she this is a project that she's she's um you know, entirely done by herself and I'm kind of just handing her the spade and telling her to crack on. So yeah, it's quite cute really watching it, but she doesn't have any interest in plants really. No. At the moment. Just, well she says she doesn't anyway. But just being outside has, is a good thing. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And I think that's the thing when when mum or dad or both are outside a lot, the kids just naturally go outside a lot, don't they? Yeah. So we're outside for 12 hours a day. So they're outside for 12 hours a day as well because they just follow you around, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they are just outside. Um, and they, they just pick it up as and when they want to and do what they want to. And, yeah. That's a really nice way they of doing to, it. They seem to enjoy it sometimes, but yeah. I never force it on them. <laughs> no, it's got to be a good. At the end of the day, it's got to be a really a good memory, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hope so. I hope that they will look back on it fondly and not on on it as something like um, that that Mummy did and um, <laughs> it took up all of Mummy's time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she never spent any time with us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. They do, they do go into the vegetable patch by themselves and go and help themselves to raspberries and peas and things like that, which is lovely. So mm-hmm. they do actually take the time to go in, even when I'm not there, um, and have a little explore. And at the beginning of lockdown, actually, we turned the vegetable patch into a, um obstacle course. What? So, <laughs> because I've got walls making the, the raised beds, yeah. I kind of got a bunch of planks and made bridges across the raised beds and then did some like tunnels and stuff like that so they were uh, this is a wicked idea i love this it was (laughs) so much fun they absolutely loved it but that was like you know (laughs) i guess week two of lockdown when you're like ah how do i entertain my children (laughs) and then by week six you're like here children have an ipad mummy's gonna have some wine (laughs) just do what you can (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I'll give you a, I'll give you a perfect example of that. Like when uh when it all happened, um, Olive, who she's only five, but for school we had her in a school uniform and we were like actually yeah. doing full on day. We I was outside a lot with her, but we're doing lessons full on. Then she had break time where she used to <laughs> where we used to like there was a, we put a bell up and we at break time we rang yeah. the bell. She used to. I used to go and get a cup of tea. She used to run around and jump on the trampoline as if it was playtime, <laughs> and then we rang the bell again, and she used to come in, and we used to do more schoolwork. That lasted about oh, two God. days. Two days that lasted. <laughs> <laughs> now it's down to uh, come on. Let's just get this done. <laughs> let's get these bits of piece yeah. of paper done, and then we're done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I mean, on on rainy days, we're like, right, if you do one page of your maths homework, one yeah. page, you can have the iPad. <laughs> yeah. I said to her the other day, she's banging to Scooby-Doo at the moment, and she wanted to watch Scooby-Doo. And I was like, look, um, and uh, my wife, she was she was at work, so every Tuesday and Wednesday, it's just me and Olive. And there's yeah. always like a set amount that um, Sam says that we need to get through. So I, was like, I said to Olive, trying to explain this to a five-year-old is so difficult. I was like, look, all we need to do is get this done as quick as possible and then we can do whatever we want for the rest of the day. She didn't get, she didn't get it. She didn't get it. <laughs> it's like pleading no, with a five-year-old, come on, we can do this. They just don't want to know, do they? They really don't. really don't. Um, but but I mean, for us, like the, gar- like the garden's been like the biggest saviour. Like, I don't know how I would have, how I would have got through this whole thing without a garden. No, I completely agree. And I really feel for anybody who hasn't had that space mm. during this time. It's just, I can't actually comprehend it. Yeah. Um, it sounds really, I mean, obviously I'm hugely privileged, but I really, really can't comprehend not being able to get outside into the garden. Yeah. Um, but it has been really, really lovely also seeing how many people have who have gardens, who haven't really been using them, have suddenly gone, oh, I've got this outdoor space. I can actually use it. I can have fun out here. I can grow some food. I can look after my garden a bit. And so many people have decided to to kind of readopt their gardens, you know, yeah. and actually use them, which is lovely. Um, and I suppose you know, if you are going to have people with gardens and people without gardens, at least the people with gardens actually using their gardens makes it slightly better, doesn't it? So. Definitely. I've, I've, I've said so many times, like, whenever anyone buys a house, it's like, oh, I've got to have a parking spot, I've got to have five toilets, that's an exaggeration, and I've got to, I've got to have a garden. And But no one ever uses the garden. But at least now this yeah. is sort of people are getting out there a bit more. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And I think, like, a garden is, like you said, it's one of those sort of tick box type things that you feel like you have to have with a house. But so few people actually use it for anything other than just going and sitting outside every so often. Mm. Um, And that's such a shame. But during lockdown, I think people have just been a bit more creative and they've been a bit inspired, I think, probably by the fact that a lot of people had a shock moment for the first time in their entire lives, of walking into a supermarket and seeing no food. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people went, oh, wow, I did not realise that could happen. <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many more and people. And frightening. Yeah, so many more people looking at grow, grow your own. I mean, not to the point where, <laughs> where like you, like I have, 
very jealous that you grow so much. Like ninety percent of your food, your veg, you grow yourself is um, impressive. Yeah. I mean, I grow. It's I'm a, really proud it's about that. Yeah, I'm really proud of my strawberries. And yet, the other day, I went in a Tesco. Other supermarkets are available. Um, <laughs> and poor, <laughs> crikey, I've just done something with Marks and Spencers. Maybe I should say Marks and Spencers. I walked into Marks and Spencers <laughs> and um, and bought some strawberries. And I was walking down the road and I was like, the heck have I bought these for? I've got loads of strawberries on my allotment. <laughs> I just was not thinking at all. <laughs> Old habits die hard. I know. <laughs> with, with, um, go on. I'm going to say it's, it's brilliant, but you have to get into the habit of going outside rather than going into the supermarket. And you have to also get into the habit of eating what's available rather than going to get what you want, if that makes sense. Yeah, we see that on, see what, earlier on when we were talking about people that um, that don't think about seasonality. I'm one of them people. <laughs> I am one of those people. <laughs> I don't think about it. <laughs> To be fair to me, yeah, though, Becky, I mean, right, my strawberries don't really make it. If Olive's down here, they we yeah. eat, uh, they don't usually make it to the house. No, but then that's another mindset thing, isn't it? They don't actually have to make it to the house to be a fruity snack. That's true. That's true. You know, they're still getting eaten, aren't they? Maybe I just need some more strawberry plants. Maybe that's just my... I need to get some more strawberry plants because obviously we're not growing <laughs> quite growing enough. Well, exactly. And actually part of the struggle with having, um, with growing your own food is working out how much of each different thing you eat. Mm. Um, because <laughs> you end up with, with like a massive glut of one thing yeah. and you go, Oh, yeah, I don't really eat that, do I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then things like strawberries. Go, actually, I could have literally turned half of my garden over to strawberries and still not have enough. Mm. Um, so it's all part of the balancing act of it, really. Um, that's part of the fun. And also, when you've got kids, these things change, don't they? God, yeah. They change year on year. Um, so, yeah, last year, my three-year-old would not eat raspberries. This year, she's like 50% raspberry. So, <laughs> yeah, you've got to kind of keep up with the changes. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get Olive to like courgettes at the moment because I know that we're going to have so many courgettes that um, we're not going to know what to do with them. yeah that's a struggle actually um i can't offer you any advice there because neither of my kids like courgettes no well olive's gonna learn olive's gonna learn to like yeah (laughs) well we've got uh, in our garden um we've got seven courgette plants (laughs) i love courgettes i put them in everything um but yeah, I can't get my kids to eat them, no, sadly. No. Well, well, and my littlest will eat most things. She's brilliant. She'll eat like um she's really into sprouts and broccoli and mushrooms and all sorts of things like that. But um yeah, trying to get her to eat a courgette is a struggle. No Although game. they'll eat them raw. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, if you pick courgettes when they're quite small, they're really good for. Hmm, right, well, I'll try that this year. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> That's that really unconvinced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know her too well. She'll she'll uh, she'll work it out. She won't she won't like it. <laughs> um Well, to to each their own, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, you've you've built out up a quite a nice community on Instagram. Um obviously through all this, have you noticed that more people asking you questions about what to do and stuff? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had a lot of messages um, from people who the first sentence I've seen, I just started growing this year, mm-hmm. um, which is lovely. But I don't really have anything to compare it to because this time last year, I didn't really have much of a community on Instagram. So I don't really know. I can't compare it to previous years and say that there's definitely been more this year. Yeah. Um, but I know that my friends um, who would text me or call me rather than message me on Instagram um, have definitely been more engaged with it. Um, and I've had loads of friends who've um, started growing their own. My dad's got quite a healthy little vegetable patch now, which he, he hasn't done any growing for ages. Um, my mum's been doing some growing too. So it's been really good, actually. Um seeing lots of people who I wouldn't have expected to want to grow their own food suddenly taking up a shovel (laughs) and getting on with it Um, and I really really love it when people ask for help because I'd much rather help someone and you know it takes me two minutes usually to construct a reply um, and, and help someone out and if that makes the difference between them being able to do it and not being able to do it um, or feeling inspired to do it, then that's brilliant, really, isn't it? Definitely. Two minutes of my time makes such a difference. <laughs> yeah, 100% gets people going, doesn't it? So yeah, about. that's it, exactly. And I think that's one of the wonderful things about the online community is that nowadays, because this this community exists, people have got somewhere to go if they've got questions. Definitely. Whereas 20 years ago, if you went, oh, what's happening with my courgettes? Um, you'd only really be able to ask, you know, friends, family, maybe a neighbour, um, and really those people might not have known. So you might feel then really disheartened and all it is is lack of pollination, you know, yeah. something as simple as that. And nowadays the access to information is so much better and you can just go up on Instagram and ask someone and suddenly you've got an answer and you can you can move on and yeah. continue. <laughs> and it, it does make it easier and it makes it more enjoyable as well because you're not coming across problem after problem. No, that's it, definitely. Just some people say, oh, why don't you just Google it? But I always think like speaking to people in like Instagram community, um, you get people's experiences and there's a bit more, I don't know what, I don't know what the answer is, like more heart to it. Yeah, so um, I find I have a real problem with people just saying just Google it because... Um, <laughs> I, I just want to give a shout out to all the tomatoes that have lost their lives from people <laughs> just googling it. <laughs> Thinking of you, Smart. Let's have a one-minute silence, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, really sorry for anybody who has ripped up a tomato plant because Google said it was blight. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the problem is that more people click on the articles about blight than they do about Alpicaria leaf spot, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, blight's not that common. Um, and it is really easily recognisable by somebody who's got a bit of experience. But just ask before you kill your tomato plant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so actually, yeah, there is a lot of difference between asking somebody with experience and asking Google because it, it, Google has this horrible habit. I mean, we know even from sort of if you've got a couple of uh, 
health maladies. <laughs> Google's, you know, 60% of the time going to tell you that you're going to die within three months. Yeah. So, yeah. um, <laughs> same with the vegetable patch. Usually it's something really simple, really easy. Just ask somebody and hopefully they can help. That's so true. I've never <laughs> thought about it like that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just get a list of bad stuff come up. Yeah, that's it. And, and actually with somebody who's got a bit of experience can um, be a lot more pragmatic about it and go, do you know what? There's there's very little chance of it actually being this. So should we have a look at what else it could be? Um, and that immediately calms you down and stops you from tearing your vegetable patch up and double bagging things and all that kind of shenanigans. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> People are so scared of blight as well, aren't they? <laughs> um, See, see, I've not. It's not something I've ever really come across in my own experience, and and not really many people ask me about it. Um, but yeah, people ask. I find that this, this time of year, it's it's every other question is is this like? Mm. I'm lucky I don't get them questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll just like shrug. I'll be like, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> bag it, bag it, bag it up quick. <laughs> No, there's so much fear about like you don't need to bag it. Just put it in the compost bin. Fine. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't it doesn't travel in the soil or anything like that. That's just rot. <laughs> so I'm going to title this podcast: "Is it blight?" So loads of people listen to it who are looking for blight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it will be the number one hit yeah, on Google. <laughs> oh dear. Exactly. It's probably not blight. <laughs> um, what are you missing this year? Are you oh were you going to go to any of the shows this year? Yes, I was planning on going to a couple of the shows. Um, I, yeah, I was going to do the circuit. <laughs> <laughs> As they called it. So I am really, I am really upset actually that the shows aren't going ahead because um, I was really looking forward to that. Um, other than that, I mean, actually, this year has been quite good for me because I've had more time to spend in the garden. Um, so I think the one thing that I've missed other than the shows more than anything is being able to go and visit other gardens. Yeah. Yeah, massively. Um, because I quite like going, especially to sort of the local National Trust places that I see on a regular basis usually. Um, I can go and I can see how their vegetable patches are coming along and stuff like that. And I can compare it to mine and I can, I, I learn from them. I learn so much from them. Yeah. Um, and I like going to have a chat with the gardeners and things like that too. Um, and I've really missed that about this year, but I did actually get to go to Wisley a few weeks ago. Um, and that was fantastic being able to see their vegetable patch, um, and and yeah, just just be another garden that's yeah. not my own. Yeah. Um, but I think I so I only got my allotment in March. Um, so actually, that's made loads of difference because now I can wander through the allotment site and look at everybody else's. So that's kind of the <laughs> substitute this year for oh. going to the National Trust properties. But instead good. of going, oh, look at the way that they're doing that, I've been going. That's never going to work. <laughs> 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 like the Gordon Ramsay of allotment holders. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really horrible. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I mean, some of the things, some 
you know, there's there's years and years and years of experience on these allotment sites, and some of the things are absolutely brilliant. But sometimes you do look at stuff and go, oh. <laughs> Okay. Shattering dreams as you walk. People are like locking themselves in the shed because they don't want to hear the thing that they've been doing for the last twenty years is not going to work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the brilliant thing was um, arriving on the allotment in March was the number of people that um, descended on me as I was trying to set up this allotment um, to offer their advice and things like that, and it was lovely. Okay. And I took it all um, and was very gracious about it and everything. Um, and now they've kind of found out about um, my Instagram and about my garden and I'm feeling really bad <laughs> for them. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want them to feel like I didn't enjoy having that advice because I did. Um, mm. Everywhere is different, you know, and a lot of the advice they were offering me was, was very site specific. Um Let's imagine you're going, yeah, yeah, think, thanks for that little bit of advice, screwing up the paper and just throwing it. Just, I'll just file that <laughs> over in the compost. <laughs> yeah, I feel really bad because I, I didn't really feel like I could just jump in and say, well, actually, I have been growing my own for quite a while <laughs> and I did study botany and <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to go straight in with that when you just first meet someone. I <laughs> think, um, <laughs> well, yeah. all right, know it all, see you later. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to like that person, are they? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, um, I did go to introduce myself to my new allotment neighbour yeah. um, the first time I met her. And I, I was like, hello, it's nice to meet you. I'm... And she goes, oh, I know who you are. No <laughs> like, way. Sorry. <laughs> yes, she follows me on Instagram. Crikey. Do you get that a lot? Do you know people a lot? I can't let you say that. Um, yeah, I do. When I go to Wisley, people recognise me sometimes, which is a bit embarrassing. <laughs> I had somebody recognised me when I was on a walk around the woods with my dog the other day. So random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. Sometimes, someone, sometimes someone said something to me when I'm walking around with my wife, and um, and then we walk away, and I go, I say, I say to Sam, "See, I think she knew who I was. She knew who I was." And she's like. Samway says, Lee, she had no idea what you're talking about. I like make up in my head. I like pretend. Like if someone says hello, like if someone's just being kind on the street uh, and says hello, I'm like, they knew. They knew who I was, didn't they? <laughs> Sounds like my ego is just too big for it. <laughs> oh, I had one um, last year when I was, I was just in the vegetable patch at Wisley with my kids. And this girl um, was like, Mum, 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 thank you from so much more. And I was like, I'm standing right here. <laughs> I'm literally like two metres from her. That's hilarious. Oh, dear. it was so funny. And, and I think I was more embarrassed than she was. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, kids, we've got to go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, what, so, yeah. um, so what's the plans for the rest of this year then? What's the plans uh, for your allotment? What you what you're up to? Have uh, you got any plans anywhere you're going to visit after this? Um, I I want to try and make sure that I've got a better winter crop this year. So that's going to be my main goal mm-hmm. is to work on my winter garden. Last year, um, 
I'm kind of quite rough on myself. Last year, I tore up, like I said before, I tore up my entire vegetable patch and started over again and literally remade all the raised beds, um, all the paths, changed the layout, everything. Um, So I didn't have anything of a winter crop. Um, But this year, I don't have to do that again, thankfully. Um, So I can work on on growing all of the winter things so that's something that I'm going to really concentrate on um I've also got a polytunnel this year so I'll be able to grow some nice salads and things on the allotment um so I think the main thing is going to be trying to be as um be as self-sustained as possible over winter so I'm working on doing lots of storing of food now um, whilst we've got all the glut and then trying to grow lots of nice seasonal food over winter. So that's the main aim this year is to, to try and keep it up through winter. Because um, last year we we kind of, I managed to get us to about Christmas um, and we had a wonderful Christmas dinner that was just from the garden because we're all vegetarian. So um, Christmas lunch came solely from the garden, which was fantastic. Um but this year, it has to be over January and February as well. And, yeah, try and feed us through the whole time. Mm. That's the plan. <laughs> That's a good minute. I'm, I'm rubbish. I'm not even... I keep saying I'm attempting to do that, but I'm just rubbish at keeping stuff going over over winter. I'm, like, such a seasonal grower. I'll just stick, yeah, I'll just I stick to it, the good times. It, it is. It's really hard. Um, and especially hard to remember to plan for winter when you're in the middle of summer. Yeah. Because... It's it's really nice enjoying summer, isn't it? And you kind of don't want to think about eating sprouts and kale. You just want to be like, <laughs> you know what, I'm really enjoying the cucumbers and tomatoes at the moment. Um, you don't want to think about a time when you're not going to be able to do that. So, yeah, it's not easy. Um, I think that's probably going to be a really big challenge for me, but it's one that I need to take on because, mm-hmm. um, because what I'd really, really like is to get as close to being um self-sufficient as possible so that's definitely the next thing i need to work on that's an awesome mission i like that that's good (laughs) (laughs) well thanks so much for coming on the podcast oh you're welcome i feel like i feel like we could have chatted for for hours (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the problem (laughs) um but no it's really good thank you well, thank you for having me. Cha 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 cha. The garden chit chat. And there we have it, everyone. Becky from so much more the ecologist. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> on the podcast, I really, honestly, I did enjoy chat. I hope you enjoyed it too. If you did, then let uh, Becky know on the Insta. So much more at uh, me on uh, Insta and and Twitter and all those places. Skinny Jean Gardener. Uh, I'd love to hear what you think. Just say, oh hey, hey Becky. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, mate. Uh, if you want to see what Becky's up to, if you want to, I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever. I mean, Charles Dowden has got a lot to answer for. That she went, went to go, like, like he went, went to go and see Charles, and then came home and ripped, ripped the raised beds up. What? I'm making sure I'm not going to go and see Charles for a while. Just in case that happens. Just in case. 
<laughs> um, there we have it, everyone. Um, look, thanks so much for listening. As always, if you fancy reviewing, wicked. Uh, big up the Flymo. Thank you so much, Flymo, for sponsoring our podcast. Uh, stay tuned for Monday if you want to hear how my staycation garden with me and Olive, what we're creating, is. Uh, we've got some great chats around staycation as well coming up on the podcast over the next few weeks um and that's about it if you wanna like i say you want to speak to to becky uh all about ecologist steve ecologist ecologist thing then please do hear up on the instagram uh thank you so much everyone uh look after yourself look after your family but most of all migration Podcast sponsored by Flyro.